0: Welcome, everybody, to episode eight of The Moody Project. I am your host, Steven Moody, and it is the holiday season, and sitting to my right, eating a cookie that my mom baked is Charles Jackson. He is back in the house. Literally my house. What's up, Charles? Popping,
1: sir. How was your Thanksgiving? My
0: Thanksgiving was fantastic. I had a chance to go home last week. I had a chance to listen to episode seven on the way home. Thanks again to Brittany Ray for joining us. And I had a chance to see my family. I saw my mom, my brother for the first time in a year. Shout outs to him. Uh, we're actually recording this on his birthday, so happy birthday to him. Um, saw my sister. Saw my grandmother. Saw a lot of very, very good people. Nikolai, Ashley, Taylor. Shouts out to all my friends and family that I saw. Um, ate some good food. At two houses. What about you? Ate at my
1: house. Ate at the job. The job. I did. Yeah.
0: Really... Yeah. I ate at the job too. Um, shouts out. To, shouts out. Shouts out to them for for cooking us for Thanksgiving and on Black Friday. Shouts out to you guys. The the breakfast um, platter was amazing. What
1: did you think about
0: the uh, the cranberry chutney? The cranberry chutney was. Delicious! That shit was fantastic. Uh, You said they put like uh, peaches in there. Mandarins,
1: like mandarin oranges, not not whole mandarins, but like mandarin
0: oranges. And what did you call that? It was cranberry what chutney. Chutney, fan, freaking, tastic. Shouts out to you guys, um, for that. Um, yeah, you were, you had, you had the pleasure of being home for Thanksgiving. I spent my Thanksgiving, um, putting up my Christmas tree. So um,
1: yeah, no pun intended.
0: Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um. I was a little bit depressed, I'm not going to be able to go home for Christmas, so I went to Walmart, bought $100 worth of um, Christmas decorations and just went nuts in my room. So um, if you walk into my house, it smells like cider, and I got the, uh, the Christmas tree up, I'm going to put the rest of the decorations, which is currently sprawled across my apartment around here. So, um, But yeah, so it's the holiday season, it's officially here, they lit the tree in Savannah, they lit the Rockefeller Center tree in New York, um, so we're here. No Shave
1: November is coming to an end. No
0: Shave November is coming to an end.
1: What do you think of Mike's face
0: at the job? Yeah, Mike, our director, shaved his face. And um, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I just wanted to know why. And we pressed, we pressed and pressed, and he wouldn't tell us why. But we, um, when I guessed, I said he probably just did this for a fresh start. You know, New Year's coming up. You know, get a new look. He agreed with me. So, Let's just go with that.
1: Yeah, okay, we can go with
0: that. When are you going to shave your beard?
1: Oh, it's coming. Like, it's got to
0: happen. No, I was just bullshitting. you actually going to shave your beard? No, I'm
1: actually going to shave my All beard. of it? All of it.
0: All of it. Oh man, don't You know
1: that. what, man? Don't. Maybe not all of it. I, I might not, like, goatee it out, but what I might do is just shave it down, like, close to the face. Uh-huh. Like a nice little uh, Tony Parker robe. Yeah, quick, yeah, time. yeah. Just let it grow back in full. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. I especially since so I just bought like, some Jamaican castor oil and
0: all that jazz. <laughs> you putting the beijing on your beard? Yes, sir. No, no blackouts.
1: <laughs> You're yeah. not doing a blackouts
0: yet. You're not putting I'm, the beijing on your beard? I'm
1: not there yet. <laughs> Shout out to the blackouts.
0: You know what's crazy? I'm just not getting to the point where I can grow a beard. I'm 24 years old. I'm getting to the point where I can grow a beard on my face, and I keep having to shave it because I can't have a beard.
1: Bro, the stash is coming in like nice. I,
0: I, I like the stash. Shout out to Nikolai, too. We're the stash bros now. Um, if you go to this Instagram... Um, nickel Two Fly or Nickel Underscore Fly. He has his nickel his
1: to, uh, yeah. He
0: has his mustache going too. So um, mustache broach in, in the
1: house
0: in the house in the house. Yes. <laughs> um. I hate to go on somber note, but we were just talking off air about you know '90s shows and '90s movies. Um. Rest in peace to Steven hillenberg He of course was the creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um. And of course one of the writers and producers. Of a show called Rocko's Modern Life.
1: Show that One of the, the litest shows of all time. in like a million years.
0: Yes, and I think he was like the king of just making a show which was so timeless. It still airs today. So many generations. I think Spongebob will be on that level of Elmo. Really? Yeah, I think Spongebob will be on that level of Elmo where for decades and decades to come um my children will enjoy it and your children our children's children's you know they'll, they'll enjoy it there'll be toys and specials they'll be in the parade forever they'll always have the show on air um that damn sponge man yeah man.
1: that
0: damn sponge
1: You're but
0: a pineapple on um yeah definitely that definitely affected my day when i heard that um really really sad especially during this holiday season so rest in peace to steven hillenberg and of course prayers and thoughts to um his family and friends and to everybody who was touched by his work We will miss you. Thank you. Um, With that being said, let's transition over to uh, the top five albums of the week, confirmed by Billboard. Mm -hmm. Now, this is about two weeks' worth of data because, of course, we didn't record last Thursday because it was Thanksgiving. We recorded last Monday. So let's go ahead and find out what the number one album of the week is for this current week. It is Delta by Mumford & Sons, debuting at number one. Number two is Michael Buble. Michael Buble season is here, Charles. It is.
1: That's very <laughs> random. That's the most <laughs> random thing I think we've said in this last like couple days.
0: It is, yes. And he debuted at number two on his album Love. The Greatest Showman Reimagined debuted at number three. A Star is Born, that damn soundtrack, is still there yeah. at number four. Gosh, damn, Gaga. Number four and number five, debuting at number five, is Caution by Mariah Carey. Now, Bohemian Rhapsody was six, Astral World seven, Scorpion's eight. A Love Letter to You three. Is nine, and not all heroes wear capes. Is ten, um, and the reason why I'm going down all this because I had to go all the way down to number eleven to find Oxner by Anderson. Back, does that surprise you that he was so low?
1: No, it does and it doesn't. A lot of like hard hitting things came out, but we can get into that.
0: Yeah, we can. Um,
1: I'm just surprised that Carter Five is on there to begin
0: with. Like, I, I am too. Carter Five is all like, the way. Off. It's still it's still on the list. It's just at fourteen. It's Damn. and <laughs> guess was at thirteen. Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone, your favorite hip hop artist, your favorite rapper.
1: My favorite alternative.
0: You know you love Post Rap Malone. You know Award you love him. of the Year or
1: whatever <laughs> recipient. When he
0: wins a Grammy, you gonna, you gonna cry? You gonna shed a tear?
1: If he doesn't want a Grammy, I'll be better now.
0: Whatever. I'm not, <laughs> not. I'm gonna let you get that shit off. You can get it off. That's cool. <laughs> ah! We out here. <laughs> Number one movie. According to Box Office Mojo, in the box office is Ralph Breaks the Internet, Creed debuted at number two, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, Remake debuted at number three, or didn't debut, it um, it fell to number three, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, number four, and Bohemian Rhapsody still in the top five at number five. Ralph Breaks the Internet actually um, had the second highest grossing Thanksgiving Open out of um of all time. so kids, kids Run the World, bro. Yeah, Kids Run the World. And that sequel was uh, talked about for months. The, you saw the marketing and a promotion for that. I think, shit, back in like probably March, i started seeing it. So um, shouts out to them. Shouts out to uh, Studio, which is BV. I think there's also Disney, too, who put that out. Probably. Yes, so um, congrats to them. Uh, filming is wrapping up here in Savannah for Lady in the Tramp next month, which they had the production title of Goodbye, Stranger. That didn't fool anybody. Uh, But I've had, I'm not going to say the inside scoop, but I've been here while they've been filming it, and everybody else has too. You've been affected by traffic and stuff, but they've been really nice. People here at Disney have been really nice to all the residents here in Savannah. Uh, Thank you guys for coming to film this year. And look out for that movie, if not next year, the year after that, Lady and the Tramp by Disney. So... Um, getting into that, the Lion King trailer. I this wasn't it. on the agenda, but since we're talking Disney and I am a, uh, a media guy, I have to make those smooth transitions and segues. The Lion King, what you think?
1: I can't wait. I heard, though, that they killed, like, four or five different songs out of, the, out of the film, Uh-huh. and some of these songs are, like, the crucial songs that we all know and love. Well, I don't know how I feel about that.
0: Well, you remember when the cast was announced this time last year? Like they announced the cast like this time last year, and of course James O. Jones will come back and portray Mufasa, which is great. But as I type in, you can probably hear me typing with these super new microphones. They're looking at the cast, looking at the cast here, and I don't know how confirmed this is, but Beyonce, um, Eric Andre, Donald Glover, Seth Rogen, um, Billy Eichner, James O. Jones, Keegan Michael Key, and let's see, John Oliver, who's gonna play. Z- that is perfect. <laughs> that is very...
1: That's <laughs> very perfect. He looks kind of like Zazu. No, he sounds like Zazu. But he looks also in the face like Zazu. Yes. Google this man if you don't know who we're talking about. Yes,
0: and shout-out to John Oliver, too. Um, he, he has a really good show last week tonight, which is on HBO, which I can't can watch because I have Dish, and Dish and HBO are currently in a dispute, so I tried to watch a documentary, and I couldn't yesterday. I was like, this really sucks, and I uh. call, And then I called my mom because, like, of course, we you know we share the stuff, so I was like, yeah. hey... Um, do you have HBO? She was like, "No, you know they're in dispute." I'm like, "No, I didn't." But thanks for letting me know. So I can't watch HBO. So you guys need to get that shit together. I need I need to get my shows back,
1: bro. Nobody told me that your widow would be playing Scar. Wow, that's big. You and I'm <laughs> totally picking him to play Vince Carter in the Vince Carter biopic.
0: I think Donald Glover as Simba is perfect.
1: No, that's perfect.
0: Beyonce as Nala. What do you think?
1: You know. I can say something negative about that. But it's cool. It works for the culture.
0: I think Rihanna would have been perfect.
1: Eh. I could go even deeper. Uh, what's, what's the girl from, uh, from Black Panther? Lupita?
0: Lupita Yo. I can't say her last name. Was
1: yeah. it We can. We, it's Nyongyo. If you can't say it. But <laughs> <laughs> she would have been a great novel, too. Uh, there's so many other people that would have made that, that role for.
0: Yeah, but Beyoncé is the big name. That's um, what I said. It's for the culture. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, for, it's, it's, for, it's for the culture. This entire cast looks great. Um, is this the confirmed cast? I feel like it is. Because I saw Seth Rogen tweet something about it when the trailer was released, saying, oh, I'm really glad to be a part of this project. So I think I'm checking on IMDB right now.
1: I really want to meet that guy one day. Who's Seth Rogen? Yeah. That'd be tight. I'll, I hope they do a knocked up, too, or
0: something. I'd love to meet Jonah Hill. I would honestly love to meet joint. Yeah, that cast is confirmed.
1: Wow.
0: That this that is cast huge. is that cast is confirmed. I would say whether they get the money, but does Disney? They got it from the first Lion King. Facts. And every other movie before and after. Facts. So they may... They didn't <laughs> have, have to
1: scrape very far. The piggy bank.
0: No. No, this is it's gonna be the detox of movies, but we're actually gonna get it. You remember? Okay, so detox. They had been waiting for that album for at least five years back in two thousand. So. <laughs> Um i random, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the the reviews or one of the previews I'm from sure an from an insider source was that this was gonna be the most revolutionary album in hip hop history. That came out in like 05. That that sound came out in 05. It is 2018. Nearing 2019. Obviously we're not gonna get it. We did get the Compton album. We did get
1: the Compton album.
0: Yeah, which was great, but you've
1: got to start. Like, there's a bunch of phenomenal things happen for rappers.
0: Yes, it is, and we're gonna get into that. There's a lot of terrible things happening to some rappers Very much too. Is. Okay, let's let's stop. Let's get, let's get with the shits. So this episode is gonna be completely about Takashi Six Nine. It's gonna be about the life of Daniel Hernandez, where he's at now, how he got to this point, and potentially what's next. But before we do that, we're gonna review some hip hop because that's what we do. Um, let's get into the J.I.D., J.I.D., whatever you want to call him, the East Atlanta Playboy. Let's get into the, the
1: East Atlanta Playboy. Bro.
0: That's what he, on off these with J. Cole, the East Atlanta Playboy. Yeah, that's him. Oh, yeah, so shouts out to him. Um, he performed on Jimmy Fallon to celebrate the release of DiCaprio 2. He performed with uh, BJ the Chicago Kid and, um, was it, uh, Thundercat? Thundercat, Thundercat? yeah, performed on Strawberries, Sh- uh, which is a great strong... it was a great song. God damn it. Which is a great song. You can laugh. It's funny. No, it's fine. <laughs> Which is a great song, and um, let's get into that album. I'm gonna talk first because go for
1: it. This, I have
0: nothing but good things
1: to say about this. This
0: show. album felt like a winter album, and I love this time of year because we get these albums, and I and let me explain what that means to me. So, take care to me. Sounds like a winter album. Sounds like a cold weather album. Um. Control by SZA sounds like a cold weather album. All right, um, I can keep going. Let's see, Forest Hills Drive sounds yeah, like a winter album.
1: Definitely
0: a winter album. All right, um, To a Butterfly winter album. So you get where I'm going. This sounds like a winter album. I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now because this it's a great it's a great album. Dude, and I, for somebody who wasn't familiar and had no idea off of just off D's, I had no idea what else to expect. First of all, this sounds like Cole had his hands all up in this project, which is a good thing. Because it came out really, really well. But just the creativity of this guy and just the features were so perfect. That song that he has with LMA and Black no, see, is, is going to be in rotation song. all year. That, that all right? That's my favorite song of this week. Really? Yes, this week. And I've been listening to ZZ and Trip back to back. I didn't listen to any of those songs today. I've been listening to that song all day.
1: So, I can talk about Yeah,
0: yeah. Come on, man. Come you, on, man. I, we got two ask, microphones. You know what
1: that is. I had so. to ask. So, there's not a bad track on this entire project. Mm-mm. I think the, the one song that gets outshadowed by every other song on this album mm-hmm. is Westbrook. Really? I think that the ASAP Ferg feature Be is careful. just like... Be careful. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying the song's bad. Remember whose album she's <laughs> with. But what I'm saying is this. The rest of the album is complete fuego around it. Therefore, like, I don't even... I don't even, like... Go back to like a song that I wanted to hear again. I go back to. My it's kind
0: of like it's kind of like Mrs. Officer on the Carter Three. It's like it's a good song, but yeah, that shine by every other song. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I'm really happy that Wu Tang is getting so much love from the younger generation these days. That song with Method Man is... it's fire, crazy, it's fire. and it sounds like a Wu Tang song. All of those songs that we've heard from Wu Tang this year, all those features, have had that gritty. Sound has had that cold feeling. This made me want to put on a yellow goose and walk out of my Tim's. You know, it gave me
1: goosebumps though, listening to it because I had it in the headphones while I was playing some 2K Mm -hmm. off the zoinkies.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That
1: Mm -hmm. sample, bro, (laughs) (laughs) that sample was so goddamn crazy! So crazy. This
0: kid is reckless, man.
1: Damn reckless. This kid is is
0: reckless, man.
1: This kid gave new life to the game Mm -hmm. by him, not by himself. Mm But we'll say single-handedly just for right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, my boys from Earth Gang, when they when they pop off on some mainstream tip, they're gonna be about it here too. You mark my words. You mark my words.
0: Yo, Kendrick got a snuff cold.
1: No, but for real. So basically I to say that. Because as soon as he came on, I was like, oh damn, this dude sound like another Kendrick. Mm-hmm. But then as he kept rapping, I was like, oh, he he roast Kendrick. Jad roast all right, right now, right here, right now. Battle between Kendrick Lamar or J.I.D.? Who's roasting who? I think J.I.D. is washing Kendrick.
0: Really? Washing Kendrick. We're talking Damn Kendrick? To Butterfly Kendrick? Or Good Kid Mad City Kendrick?
1: I'm talking whatever Kendrick Or K-not. I'm talking whatever Kendrick you want. It could be Section 80.
0: Really? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing about Kendrick. We know, okay, both of these are, of course, we're setting up a hypothetical fight between two great artists, but that's what you do. You set up the Kobe's and the LeBron's. Got you me. set up the, um, of course, the the Curries and, and the Nashes. You want to put greatness versus greatness. And this album, it may be recency bias, but this album to me is greatness. Like, I was thinking, him. it's really hard now to determine what's a classic because when Damn came out, everybody was like, this is a classic. Yeah. Now, a year later, we're like, eh, it wasn't his best work. And that album was really good people are saying that I don't think it was his best work
1: Really?
0: I don't think I don't think that's controversial. I don't think that's controversial at all.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say his best work. I would say it's his most intricate project he's put out it is
0: but it's also his most commercial project that he's put out Can you
1: blame a guy you got to do one for the label and three for yourself?
0: Yeah, and his deal from what I've heard and the rumors that I've heard his deal is coming up soon So who knows if he's gonna stay with Interscope if he's gonna stay with that group? Um, of course, TDE is going to be there. He's not leaving TDE. Definitely not. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know. I don't know, but I'm willing to call this right now, even if it is recency bias. I think when he releases his sophomore album, or not sophomore album, when he releases his next album or the album after that, we're still going to be talking about that and comparing it to this. Yeah, if
1: nah, not, this is Plus
0: This is part. his coup de gras. This is his Magna Carta. Not Jay-Z's Magna Carta, but this is his Magna Carta.
1: This album itself. Has scorched the rest of this year. Like I don't have to hear it. anybody can drop whatever the hell they want right the hell now. Uh huh. With the exception of Alchemist, because uh-huh. Alchemist is about to drop an album with.
0: Well, I thought Alchemist already dropped. Already. No, 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 he did Fetty with Currency. Yeah, Pretty yeah, yeah. good. Yeah.
1: But he's got the Bread EP coming out. Okay. On like eleven thirty.
0: Is Swiss still dropping? Is Swiss dropping again this year? You know what? Even if he does. Is Cole dropping again this year?
1: Even if he does, though. Even if they do. Uh huh. J motherfucking ID. I'm not going to Would you call him really The East Atlanta player
0: East, East Atlanta playboy yeah. Playboy There you
1: go mm-hmm. Yeah no This guy This guy's the one Right mm-hmm. now Until January
0: at least yep.
1: This guy Offset could drop right now While we're recording
0: You said album of the year I'm not saying album of the year I'm definitely okay. album of the month Okay yeah Definitely album of the month
1: yes. Definitely album of the
0: month Cause that Astroworld <laughs> We're talking classics I know for a f- fact That Astroworld's a classic You can't tell me differently
1: Bro, I'm sorry, man. I'm just, I'm still like <clears throat> that goddamn sample, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> that sample, like I, you know how you run a song back like over and over, and then by like the second or third time you listening to it, you don't even care what the hell you're listening to anymore. It's just like, where did he come up with this shit?
0: No, mounted up. I think it was mounted up. He that. Oh my god, that transition in that beat. Whoa, this is too slow, like that. Yeah, that's oh. crazy. <laughs> That is crazy. And, of course, the South continues to run the game. And as we transition out to the New York now, man, it seems as soon as we are about to get one back, <laughs> another one is taken away. Bobby Smurder is about to be released in the next year and a half or so. And Tkachya69 would not be here to greet him when he gets home because Tkachya69 is currently in federal lockup where he will be until at least September 19th where his federal trial is. Will be going So let's go ahead and get with this timeline, Charles. I'm gonna tell you some stuff that you may not be aware of. I can't see this. Please
1: enlighten me. Do you need your glasses? You got your contact? No, I can't
0: see over this goddamn microphone.
1: Oh, bro, lower the mic. You got it. It's your mic.
0: Okay, so I'm gonna bring this down. He's
1: gonna bring him Ladies and gentlemen, season is just now bringing
0: the mic down. It's cool. Hello, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Levels are good, good, good.
0: It's a sunny day in cool Savannah, Georgia. All right, we're good. Yeah. Okay. So. We're going to start from 2017. In this timeline, I didn't write this up myself. I don't have time. Thank you to Vulture.com. You can find them at Vulture.com. They wrote this timeline up. It's very interesting. Um, So in July of 2017, a photo of 6ix9ine on Instagram displaying his tattoos and colorful hair goes viral on Reddit, drawing attention to his music. On October, he releases this first song, Gummo, which is his official first debut single. It rises to number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. Did you hear Gummo? You remember Gummo? I
1: do remember Gummo,
0: yes. Okay. Because it went viral everywhere, even in Mississippi, where I was at the time. All right. So in November, this is where the bromance between him and DJ Academics begins, where he starts talking about his 2015 sexual assault case, where he, excuse me, sexual misconduct case, where he was found guilty of filming a naked girl later to have been revealed to be 13 years old. At the time, according to that criminal complaint, um, he was 18 at the time and seen in one of the videos making a thrusting motion with his pelvis and smacking her on the butt while she engages in oral sex with another man, who was also later arrested. Now he, according to this report, he never had sex with the girl, but he was there with the girl. Now six nine claimed. That he believed that the girl was of legal age at the time. He said, quote, when she came in, she asked me how old I was, and I told her 18, and I assumed she was older. The way she was asking made me think she was older, he told police, end quote. Now, he was arrested and charged with the use of a child in a sexual performance. He pleaded guilty to one felony count of use of a child in a sexual performance, and he was sentenced to... One year of probation, 300 hours of community service, two years of mental health treatment, and not to share sexually explicit or violent images featuring women or children to social media. Okay, yeah. I feel like he violated. I I feel like he violated that as soon as he released Gummo. Yeah. Now, he also was required to obtain a GED and to stay out of criminal trouble for two years. District attorneys are now arguing that he has violated the latter of those two requirements. Well, duh, he's in federal lockup, dummies. So... And, of course, I'm not calling vulture dummies. I'm calling people who think that he didn't violate it dummies because he's in jail right now. Yeah, right. right. So we get into 2018. He's involved in an altercation with a 16-year-old boy at the Gallery of Mall in Houston. Now, he tried to take a video of 6 9 and then he grabbed him by the neck, calling, causing small scratch marks and pain. His bodyguards allegedly further threatened the boy to erase the video, which he does. Hashtag to not get, not hashtag, quote, to not get hurt again. End quote. So, already, we're not even into February of 2018, and we've had multiple runs with the law, we've had a chart-topping single, and we've had him going viral. This is the life of, unfortunately, this is the life of a viral hip-hop star in 2018. It's the
1: rise and fall, bro.
0: It's the rise and fall. And Takashi 69 is very interesting. I will say this before we advance. He's very dumb when it comes to his handlings of his, um, his criminal life, if you will, but when it comes to being a, uh, a marketer or a public figure or, you know, a recording artist, he has a shit figured out to a science. He went from trolling everybody, saying, you can't touch me, you know, I'm wearing my chain, you can't do this, to not having to wear a chain, you know, to being able to have as many security guards and not having to be clowned about it, and to still selling records and being a household name. He figured out at a very, very young age. And I feel like if you're going to commend him for anything, you've got to commend him for that. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, these allegations are very serious. I don't believe for one second that he didn't do any of this stuff, unfortunately. Um, even the stuff back in 2015, I feel like if somebody asked you how old you are, you were obligated to ask them back.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. bro. there's no way in hell. And this is just off of that one incident. Mm-hmm at 18 years old for either one of us right, did a a a chick younger than either one of us right walk in and you didn't automatically think bro she's under 15 years old right or she's not even 16 years old or at least ask
0: or at least ask don't get me wrong we're all stupid and we've all you know been in a position where it's like okay then i'm here uh you know we're partying or whatever you don't really think to ask but if she asks you hey how old are you plus I haven't seen the girl, but I'm assuming she's 13. She looks pretty damn young. That's
1: what I'm saying. Like, like
0: there's no excuse. Like, there's simply, no excuse.
1: Like straw, like fucking right? put the hand, like
0: you have to ask.
1: Damn near, or like some sort of bedazzled pink, something kind of purse. Like, 18 year olds don't walk around with stuff like that.
0: Right, you have to ask. You and have, I don't care. Like, you have to ask point blank.
1: And you being, you know, you being from
0: yeah New from, York and yeah. whatnot,
1: and me being from Delaware, like, bro. Ain't no way in hell you going to catch somebody in and not know that they younger than you and or older than you. There's no way.
0: You have to, you have you have to, to ask. ask I
1: mean, asking is, like, you know, crucial, but come on, dog, You got to be able to gauge Unless that.
0: you have to use better judgment, which, unfortunately, as we're about to find out as we continue with this, um, he has not. So, let's continue. February 23rd, he released his debut mixtape, Day 69. That had Gummo on it. That also had a couple of other songs on it, features including A Boogie with the Hoodie. Um, fellow New York, New Jersey rapper Fetty Wap, as well. Um, pretty much every single that he released on there was on um, Billboard. So we get into April. A woman um, said that he knowingly engaged in sexual relationship with her when she was underage. Now 18, she said that they met in March 2017 when she was 17 and he was 20, and that she repeatedly informed him of her age. Um, those were allegations. She said, "Quote: I'm not trying to put him in jail or anything, but he has to learn to stay in his lane." End quote. April twenty fifth, six nines manager uh, Treyway is reportedly investigated in connection with two shootings. One at Barclays Center, which was highly publicized on the day of the Adrian Broner fight, which was on TMZ that night, and the other hours prior on the streets of Brooklyn. His crew reportedly investigated for a shooting on a music video set. Brooklyn days prior they all reportedly involved rapper Casanova with whom 6ix9ine had beef with at the time now do you remember that beef with Casanova
1: I do remember the beef with Casanova it was very short-lived it was
0: very short-lived it felt like it came and went it came like it was March and then May was gone yeah which a lot of this stuff seemed to have came and went very very quickly even the stuff which led to his incarceration so we get into May where he allegedly Illegally parks in front of a fire hydrant in Brooklyn while also illegally driving or allegedly driving with a suspended license He's charged with two misdemeanors operating a vehicle without a license and facilitating aggravated unlicensed operations of a motor vehicle Okay, so being in New York being from New York. I'm gonna tell you one thing. Our laws are bullshit Our laws ranging from everywhere from parking to gun ownership is crazy as hell You have to know that shit to a T Yeah to a T and when you start hearing shit like fel- uh, felicitating or facilitating aggravated, unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle, you're thinking, what the hell is that? Better guess. I have no idea. That shit is excessive. But Sounds like a dirt bike incident to me. Yeah, same thing that happened with Meek Mill. It was on his dirt bike, which obviously that was his fault. He yeah. But still, it yeah.
1: sounds like something that's like, bro, don't do this shit.
0: You have to be very careful about the laws that you break in New York because there are a bunch of them. Uh, May 21st, the very next day, the morning after his arrest, he reportedly got into an altercation with a police officer at the 77th Precinct in Brooklyn. Now, that sounds crazy. They said after being instructed to take off his unlocked handcuffs, 6ix9ine allegedly grabbed and squeezed the officer's hands against the cuffs and refused to take off the cuffs or let go of the officer, allegedly causing the officer, quote, swelling and redness to his fingers and to suffer substantial pain to fear further physical injury. Now he was slapped with four more misdemeanor charges during the incident, third degree assault, third degree attempted assault, third degree menacing, and second degree obstruction of governmental administration. Both of those cases are still ongoing. So we're going to skip all this. Uh, June 18th, we are investigated for a shooting in New York. June 22nd, he released Fifi with Nicki Minaj. That was his biggest and most commercial song to date. we remember the release of that song. It rose to number three on Billboard Hot 100. now, Minaj later defended working with him Despite his misconduct Saying quote The thing with me When I know somebody There's nothing you can tell me about them That's just how it is End quote Well Nikki I reserve the right to say that That's a trash ass excuse But you know It's Nikki Minaj She's the biggest One of the biggest hip hop artists In the world So she has the right to do that And of course those two Both from New York You know the song's gonna be a hit Um You remember that song Right
1: <clears throat> Of course Let's speak yeah,
0: yeah. Right yeah. So it's still playing on the radio today It's still on the radio. Uh, funny story about that I don't think Fifi was on Queen originally and then after the first week Nicki Minaj put Fifi on the album yep
1: good old uh, better be hitting old dusty trail kind of action
0: like I think they call it stat patting these days, which is fine. I mean, Drake, I think Drake started that trend with views. He put one dance on views. Yeah. Um, when one dance had already been out for a full year. Listen, man, if
1: Tom Brady can let the air out of football, like in the middle of the game.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anybody can do anything Yeah, like I respect. Now. I respect the hustle because at the end of the day, I don't think numbers should mean as much to artists because, you know, either you sell or you don't. You know who's buying your shit. You know who's not. Right. Uh, your job should be, obviously, to fill seats with tours. Um, and if the album isn't good, obviously, you're not going to do that. But, and show up, too. And just show up. So, um, yeah, I have no hate against her for doing that. I just think it was kind of funny how it, it happened like that. So, we keep going. July 22nd, he's involved in an attack the same day as that collaboration is released. He was reportedly kidnapped, pistol-whipped, and robbed in Brooklyn. Now, a lot of people were thinking that this was like a hoax and a, uh, a, hoax and a publicity stunt, to promote the single until somebody was arrested for that kidnapping a few weeks ago so that actually happened um august 8th he starts beef with rapper yg over a line on yg's song su whoop in which he calls out fake bloods alluding to Six 69 he taunted him on yg on ig uh we're not gonna do that okay august 10th here's where we start to get into the nitty-gritty of this The Manhattan District Attorney's Office requests that a judge revoke his plea deal in that 2015 sexual misconduct case, arguing that he violated the terms of the deal by getting into further legal trouble and did not complete his GED in time. Now, we're going to keep going down here because this was eventually settled. Now, he was banned from performing at the VMAs because of MTV. Um, We go down to October where he avoids jail time for that 2015 sexual misconduct case involving a minor. Instead, he was sentenced again into 40 years probation. He got credit for one year served. So pretty much no change in the deal. He just gets an extra year on his probation. That's crazy. That is crazy. So he said, quote, your honor, sometimes I feel like I'm behind a closed door trying to convince the world I'm a good man. I'm not Takashi 69. 9 nine. I'm not committing murders. I'm not out there robbing people. and I'm not out there raping people. End quote. That the same night. According to TMZ, gunfire broke out at a sentencing dinner, post-sentencing dinner in Manhattan, following an argument between 6ix9ine's entourage and record executive's bodyguard. A third party allegedly fired four shots during the dispute, hitting one of Hernandez's, of course, Daniel Hernandez, a.k.a. 6 ix 9 bodyguards in the stomach. So now his bodyguard has been shot the same day he sentenced in a boy's jail time, which should be a happy day. Now it turns into a sad day because his bodyguard is shot. He was taken to the hospital. He's okay.
1: Bro, this
0: shit got my head hurting, like, full fledged. We're not done. Jeez. We're we're not done. Um, uh. October 29th, the AP reports that two men in 6ix9ine's entourage are arrested for gang assault in connection with that after-party shooting. One of the men, Fahim Walter, was the bodyguard shot in the incident. The n- other is named Zachary Bunce. According to that report, the two men had attempted to enter the restaurant, um, Felipe Chow, in the Upper West Side, and when turned away, they returned and hit an armed security guard with a chair. That then shot Walter. 6 9 was reportedly not present at present at the time of the incident. Okay. A lot
1: going on with this shit.
0: Yes, if you're still with me, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so November seventh, one of Takashi's managers, Shotty, reportedly surrendered to police, in connection with the shooting at that after party, where one of Takashi's bodyguards was shot. Shotty is charged with gang assault and criminal possession of a weapon. And then we get into the past couple of weeks. takashi 69 tweets that his album, Dummy Boy, is going to be available November 23rd. November 9th, there's a shooting that occurs at a music video shoot for the song Mama featuring Nicki Minaj and Kanye West. Nobody was hurt in the incident, but a bullet struck a bedroom window, Window, according to TMZ. Both Takashi and Kanye were on the set, but Nicki had not yet arrived. Kanye, quote, immediately left. <coughs> Excuse me. No, you're good. Kanye immediately left while production was halted and the crew was, quote, shaken up. November 14th, a man is arrested for that alleged robbing and kidnapping of Takashi, which happened back in July. That man's name, Anthony Jamel Ellison, who was a former member of Takashi's management team, and he was detained on November 6th on a federal warrant. He has since been indicted on one count on carrying a firearm to commit a crime. One count of conspiracy to obstruct commerce by robbery and one count of obstructing commerce by robbery. He pleaded not guilty on all charges and he awaits trial in Manhattan federal prison. Takashi claimed at the time of the incident that it wasn't a quote inside job and that it appears now that he may be right.
1: Why am I coughing? This bullshit's making me cough. I'm dying.
0: Takashi, <laughs> you're killing me. You're <laughs> fucking killing me. All right. So now we get in that same time frame he accepted a plea deal. Takashi did, Pronouns, sorry. Takashi accepted a plea deal in the case involving his assault on a police officer, and he pleaded guilty to disorderly conduct. He received a sentence of conditional discharge that requires him to stay out of trouble and not discuss the case on social media. He reportedly faces 15 days in jail if he breaks those terms. The violation will not appear on his criminal record. This shit is wild. Listen,
1: man.
0: Wild. All the hell this wilder. <laughs>
1: You understand that, right?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. You start getting
1: a little bit of money in, you start noticing that people actually like your shit. Keep that ball rolling. Don't go pick up another ball that's often, you know... You gotta give them
0: a credit for a consistency.
1: Bro, you can be consistent as long as you're in the fucking public because you're a jackass. Like, let's be real about the shit.
0: Yeah, but like I said before, I think... Okay, because you know I'm a wrestling fan, so... This is his gimmick, right? Like we all know that the Undertaker is not a dead guy, right? Like we're, we're, we know the Undertaker, you know, is a is a, just a dude who lives in in Texas. Pays
1: taxes all
0: that. Pays taxes doll that takes his kids to school. He's a family man, right? I think this six nine shit is just Daniel Hernandez's way to make money. It's his gimmick. Unfortunately, while you play this gimmick, the people that you run with are this. You're surrounding yourself with real people who are real, real people out here in these streets. I don't feel comfortable talking about this stuff because it's not my lane, obviously. I haven't been involved in that life. But it's like, it's some real serious shit. You just got to be careful. So we'll continue this timeline here. November 15th on social media, on Instagram. He fires his entire team, including his manager, Shadi, his booking agent and publicist. He also cancels his entire American tour. And for people who don't think that's a big deal, that's a pretty damn big deal. Because for people in the music business, some of those people eat, live, and breathe, which is pretty much the same thing, on touring. You can make a certain percentage, obviously, off your albums, but the label gets a big piece. Your management, engineers, producers, samples, features, they also get pieces of that. Touring, most of that stuff, touring and merchandise, most of that stuff comes to you. So, brave. He missed out on probably his biggest payday by canceling his tour, but he had a reason why. On November 16th, a day afterward, he made a surprise appearance on the Power 105's The Breakfast Club on iHeartRadio to explain why he fired his team, saying, quote, he can't trust anybody and that the shooting on the set of his music video with Nicki Minaj and Kanye was the final straw, insinuating that he had suspected that it might have been an inside job. He said he only fears two things, God and the FBI. Now. What I say to that is, with Takashi on that same day talking about all of this stuff, he also said that there was nobody named Treyway, that Treyway was his stuff, and that Treyway isn't anything. So when asked if he even represents Treyway, he said there is no Treyway. So that brings up November 18th, where he shares the track list for that album, Dummy Boy, featuring Kanye West and Nicki Minaj. And Kanye West is also on another song. The very next day, he is arrested on federal charges of racketeering and firearms related to organized gang activity as part of the local set Nine Trey Gangsta Bloods, including armed robbery, conspiracy to commit murder, and drug trafficking. He's taken into custody along with Shoddy. His bodyguard, Fahim, Walter, and three other associates. That arrest was made part of a joint investigation between the NYPD, Homeland Security, and the Justice Department's Bureau of Alcohol, the ATF. The ATF.
1: Bro, you know how much bullshit you have to be on To piss-off body? four agencies? And to get your bodyguard arrested on your ass?
0: Yes. He's charged with, I don't know, but I'm saying yes, I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, no,
1: that's
0: bullshit. <laughs> He's charged with six counts of, of an eight-count indictment two of which carry a maximum sentence of life in prison. He is currently being held without bail and put in general population. Now, he was put in general population. He has since been moved to another facility. Now, it was revealed during his arraignment that his associates might have been planning to uh, hit on 6ix9ine and that they were, quote, secretly recorded, saying that they wanted to superviolate 6ix9ine and that certain high-ranking members of the Bloods had authorized violence. Now, Nicki Minaj tweeted... Two days after that, she put it on her Instagram saying that the album Dummy Boy would be delayed due to reasons beyond music. That album has since been released. is It was uh, released Tuesday. Surprised <laughs> on Tuesday. Album, music, title, Spotify, everywhere.
1: Who leaked that, or who put that out?
0: I believe his team put it out. Now, his official Instagram has still been posting since he went to prison or went to jail, and um, I guess they said, you know, he still wants people to hear this album, and though he won't be able to make money off of it, due to the leaks and stuff like that he still wants people to enjoy the project for what it was. so the album is out and it's entirely is entirely if you haven't listened to it yet go listen to it so breaking down that Takashi stuff I know that was very long winded um where do you see this going how unfortunate is it to see another young hip hop artist behind bars where it seems like now where it seems like now his career is unfortunately over cause forget the music his life is unfortunately over
1: yeah first off excuse the cops a little under the weather, but... Weird. Um... Listen, man. You had one job after you made it. Keep fucking going. That's all you had to do. Just keep recording. Do your show. You have to troll nobody. By, like, three months in, if you ain't gotten no trouble and was making all your money, you should've been good. He realistically should've been good. My thing is... You play gangster with actual gangsters. And you get caught up and then you don't know who's around you anymore, i.e. your team, you know, where were your friends? Do you have any friends? Where were your parents? Where was your family during this whole process? Most importantly, where the hell was your damn lawyer? Mm-hmm. From off rip? you should have had, like you signed a contract one day, you got a lawyer the next day. That's how the shit works with lottery, right? Mm-hmm. You get the winning ticket, you want to claim your shit, you're going to get a lawyer.
0: I mean, we know he has an attorney because of the legal issues that he's unfortunately been a part of.
1: But listen, man, like, did that man fail you? Was he only solely there to protect you with the music stuff? Because if that's the case, you should have known your criminal ass is going to get into some trouble. Like, I don't get it, man. I don't understand how people will take the dreams that maybe even thousands of other people have and squander it in the blink of an eye. Like, this whole timeline is literally the year.
0: But we can agree on one thing, though, because we knew how much he was trolling to begin with. He, we, he was turning the corner. You have to agree that he had calmed down. And I felt like firing his team was that next big step to figuring out, like, oh, I don't need these people. I can be successful. I can do this without this set behind me. Unfortunately, like, we keep saying it. He was out there with real, real people. You're doing the wrong shit with the right kind of people, with the right idiots. Right. It doesn't
1: make any sense, bro. Like, hypothetical, you know, scenario real quick. Mm-hmm. If I'm trapping. Yeah. And you don't do anything in that realm. Right. But I know but that you But you know me and you know that I trap. Mm-hmm. Do you really think because of the rapport we have with each other that I'm going to bring you into my world off the strength?
0: Um, you might. I, I wouldn't. I know know you wouldn't, but But by by association, I'm there. By
1: association, you're there, right? You know the same people I know. Right, right, right. right. Yes, yes. That didn't happen with this guy. This guy tried to bring everybody in at once. And Mm -hmm. guess what happened?
0: He ended up getting caught.
1: Everybody turned on the cook. Right. Didn't matter who was in the fucking kitchen. Nobody ate anymore.
0: Because he's making money.
1: Exactly. Nobody ate anymore. It was all... At a certain point, what that sounds like is like he was taking care of people. Mm-hmm. And then they got greedy before he started seeing the
0: bad. Just looking at and just looking at the manager, I think they were okay. I think they were honestly okay. I think what offended them, or allegedly offended them, was the fact that he went on there saying that there was no Treyway. Because, according to sources, Shottie in Judge told the judge, it's effing Treyway. That doesn't look good for you when you're sitting there saying that I'm not a part of a gang and your ex-manager is yelling the name of the gang at the judge. Facts. But, it's just... It's a super sad situation Unfortunately I think he might do Some serious time His music career Is obviously over I just hope that His life isn't well, shit, over
1: I wouldn't say that Cause I mean hell Shine was doing features from jail For a little hot second
0: Yeah but you know Shine. And
1: then they cut that shit off
0: But remember But remember how Bob big Shine was supposed to be That's And then true. Shine got out Shine is out of jail right now But
1: then look at Vibes Cartel That yep. motherfucker's been Recording albums from prison For however long He's been in jail
0: Yeah For killing people But this ain't Jamaica Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, It's just it's just sad. And I'll put it to you like this. Yes, he's done some shitty shit. I'm not going to act like he hasn't. That stuff, completely, unex- you know, excusable. The sexual misconduct stuff, I would never defend anybody for that. That stuff is heinous. Completely heinous. Don't do shit like that. You should have known better about that. And it's just, it's, it's unfortunate though. It's unfortunate because I'm looking at this like, oh man, like he's from where I'm from. He grew up, I'm not going to say like I grew up, but he grew up around the same shit that I grew up. Like, I'm from the Bronx. Like, I had to grow up seeing some shit like that, too. And I didn't grow up in a worse neighborhood. I grew up in a really good neighborhood. But before I left, you know, I saw the tide turn and change. I saw fire trucks at the same apartment building every day because somebody was strung out, was calling the cops because they were strung out. Like, I, I saw it. I saw, I saw it. So I understand how tough it is to make it out of there. And I always tell my mom, moving to Mississippi when I was a kid was a blessing in disguise because if i don't do that who knows where i'm at right now because i was growing up i was you know starting to do the wrong shit i was talking back when i moved i had no choice but to start over so i'm thinking where was his where was his clean slate i guess before he turned 18 was in that position with that girl what was his clean slate
1: my frustration comes from him
0: having the bag and then Dropping well, that, it that uh-huh. because you you fumbled the bag,
1: but you didn't just fumble it. You gambled that whole way too. Like it's it's a difference in losing your shit versus coming up off some shit versus getting your shit taken. Like right, we're in a dangerous era in which like people under twenty five no longer value their lives for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and I don't care what it is—social media, you're not going outside enough, two K it could be anything it could be goddamn Chick-fil-A for all I care
0: but you know what though we can't blame those things on one person's actions but you know what though I'm not gonna roll with that I'm just gonna disagree because I feel like every generation has that because we're seeing it now but I'm pretty sure when our parents were growing up they are saying the same shit about them I'm pretty sure when we were growing up when we were growing up people were saying the same thing about us it's like
1: yeah, but time. at least the life expectancy was a lot vaster. You see what I'm getting at? Like, yep. in Savannah, where we both live and work, yes. there are kids younger than us that are gone for the rest of their lives, either dead or in jail.
0: And it's sad, you know, because we, we're exposed to that more than a lot of other people are because we see more shit More than every we day. let out, truthfully. Yeah, because we see the shit every day, unfortunately. But at the um, same time... Because like, it's just the nature of the business that it we work is. in.
1: But at the same time, like I said... You can't blame everything in the environment for one person.
0: No, no, no. no I'm not going to say that. I'm not, I would never blame somebody's environment because just like I was able to get out of my environment. Yeah, I feel you like, made a better way. Right. But I feel like for him, it just – the reason why I'm sad is because that could have easily have been me. That's, That's why I'm sad because it's not the fact that it was the environment in which I was raised. It was just the fact of it could have took mm-hmm. one turn and now I'm messing with some people – that I shouldn't be messing with because they're providing me with a lifestyle that I can only dream of living so it's unfortunate I'll put you like this I'm gonna send my prayers out to him not saying that he did it not saying that he didn't do it not because of the legal trial I'm gonna send prayers out to him because of a tough situation that he's found himself in and it's empathy you know I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and say that you know you know, 369, like we say jokingly, I'm not going to sit here and say 369. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, he didn't do anything. I'm not going to sit here and say any of that because it's pretty clear that if the feds were working on this case for as long as they were, they have at least something to go on here.
1: Okay, so let's say they cut his ass and break. Let's, right. Let's go yes. complete hypothetical on this whole thing. Yes. Let's say out of this terrible, terrible, terrible and deplorable 2018 he's had, even up to the point where we are today. mm mm-hmm. Let's say instead of giving this man life, they give him twenty years.
0: Yes, I so, think that's a win. That is. A, it's a win. That is a but win. But he's
1: still coming out a forty-one-year-old rapper, like.
0: School rap. We're, we're exactly. done. With rap. We're done. We're done with rap. So then I'm ha- worried about Daniel Hernandez. So then,
1: what happens to that person? Is, is I guess what I'm getting at. We had all these stories with the, Khalif Browders, and like, what what happens when this person goes away, and we knew him as one thing going in, and then he comes out something totally different is society going to accept that person for his wrongs and what he's trying to do after he gets out I think if
0: he gets out I think uh, at that point it's not up to us I think at that point it's up to him on how he wants to live you his God
1: life Got damn right 20 years I'm finding something else to do my shit I ain't I, talking about his
0: ass Right right I think it's up to how he wants to live his life because he's going to have to make a decision whether it's life in prison whether it's 20 years whether it's 15 years 35 it doesn't matter if he gets out of prison or not from this day and that day forward, from November 19th forward, he's gonna have to figure out how he wants to live his life. If he wants to live his life, you know, depressed and upset and sad because he's found himself in an unescapable situation, which is unfortunately seems to be where he's at, or is he gonna come out and be like, all right then, I'm gonna do this shit, I'm gonna be okay, I'm gonna be 6'9 again. It's gonna be up to him. And only person that can make that decision is not gonna be shoddy, he's not gonna be the rest of Trey Way. It's gonna have to be Daniel Hernandez.
1: You know what else is crazy to me? So, like, I was sitting here the whole time you we were running down that timeline trying mm-hmm. to figure out who this man possibly could have had in this corner. from If not from lower class to stardom, mm-hmm. from stardom to now, mm-hmm. he had some OGs from the rap game in his ear the whole percent of the way. Mm-hmm. even and, and I'll even go out on a limb and say 50 was one of them because even when 50 trolls, he's not trolling you just to be trolling you. He's trying because he's watching your
0: ass. Yeah, and him and, 50, him and 50 had a close relationship toward the end of their run. But even when he got locked up, 50 was like, yeah, don't don't associate me with him. Yeah. Which I, I understand why, because 50 Cent... Uh, no, of course. We, we understand the stuff that 50 Cent has had to go through in his career. Of course. So he he's earned that right, but it's like, there's just no stopping this, man. It was, just, it was, it was inevitable. With what he was doing, it was going to only end a couple of ways. And to be honest... I thank God it ended this way.
1: I feel like because you're, you're, right, about because you're
0: right about that because it's 2018, and I would have fucking hated to lose another rapper.
1: You're right about that.
0: We've lost too many already this year. We've lost too many people. Period to violence this year. So
1: what's the moral of the Takashi the, the Six Nine? I guess I don't even know. You call it a franchise? You call it a lifestyle? What do you What do you call that? And how do you? How do you? How do you press forward? Like, if you were Daniel, how would you go on, if you could just walk away from me at 6'9 for the rest of your life and go back to being Daniel, how would you, what's some not advice, but what's something that you would say to a person that's like, yo, like, I've lived that shit and now I'm here?
0: Well, he's hit a wall. He's hit a wall. Uh, but thankfully, like I found out in my journey with the mental health, and I'm pretty sure like you found out, there's the other side of that wall. His job right now, and his job, like I said before, for the rest of his life, is going to have to be to get over that wall. Because I'll look at a guy at that Breakfast Club interview who looks comfortable, who looks happy. Both times. Yes. But at the end, he did look worried. He said he only felt feared two things, God and the FBI. And
1: one came knocking.
0: I felt like he had some information, like, yo, this might not end well for me. But... I'm gonna end it on I'm gonna end this thesis on Takashi 69, aka Dame Hernandez by saying this. When it comes to the company that you keep, when it comes to the situations that you put yourself in, not anybody else, the situations that you put yourself in is as simple as knowing better. There comes a point in your life where you have to say, I know better. I've done a lot of dumb shit in my life. I've done a lot of stupid and reckless shit recently I've done a lot of stuff where I'm like alright then oh that could have been really really bad I've done a lot of stuff where I could have easily been arrested you count your blessings and when you realize that you you say alright then how do I move forward and let's not do this again alright even as something as stupid and simple as doing an 89 and a 65 they could have easily arrested my ass if they wanted to that's true but they, but they chose not to. I could have done so many things to mess with the position I'm in today. And it's different when you're out there and you're on TV and you're a public figure and people see you out. I live every day of my life under a microscope. I have to watch what I tweet. It doesn't matter. Don't give me that small market bullshit. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm in Savannah, Georgia. It's not the biggest market. Somebody's watching. Somebody's watching me at all times. Somebody's watching my social media to see what I tweet. Somebody's watching my Instagram to see what photos I'm posting. Somebody's watching my IG live to see where I'm going at night. So at the end of the day, just be careful of the company that you keep. Make sure that your company that you keep keeps your your best interest at heart. I don't give a shit if it's family. Be careful. Look for your surroundings. And at the end of the day, trust your instincts. Because your instincts could be telling you to get out of a situation that you shouldn't be in. And we're going to leave it there. We're going to close out this show um, this week by saying, once again, thank you. Thank you to Brittany Ray for joining us last week. Um, We hope everybody had as wonderful of a Thanksgiving as we did. We will be back next week with episode nine. We're getting close to episode 10. It feels like we should have been there by now, right? But we're not. I am counting my blessings because I am just proud to be here. Second episode with the two microphones. If you have any feedback, give it to us. We're going to hopefully be getting some local aspects coming up soon. I just got some information from a good friend. Um, so I'm going to try and get in touch with some people. You know, it work. So um, so we're going to close out this show by saying you can follow me on Twitter at The Moody Project. You can follow me on Twitter at Stephen Moody TV. Follow me on Instagram at S Moody underscore TV. And of course, remember to go to the Moody for all the information on your Moody project needs and the YouTube.com slash moody project TV for all the archives and the episodes that you missed Charles, where can people find you? They
1: can find me on soundcloud.com forward slash sounds like nice. The Twitter machine, the Twitter barrier, whatever you want to call it on Twitter at sounds like nice. IG conscious underscore nice. I'm out here, man. Listen, man, I feel like we, we give pretty good advice to people when they need it. So, if he's ever able to stumble across these files and hear all this, and I feel good about leaving it the way we left it. I'm not gonna
0: it. it hurts. It I'm, hurts. Not, I'm not going to lie. Like, it hurts. Like, it really hurts. But at the hurts. same time, we've done all the weekend <laughs> I don't, at I've, this position. I've never met Daniel Hernandez. I've never met kosh 69 I'm, I'm not a huge fan of his music. I like a few songs of his music. But it's it hurts me. It hurts me because it's that factor of once again it hurts knowing that it could have been me. That could have it could have easily have been me. Could have easily been you. Could have easily been anybody in this situation. And Kevin I say Donald. easily, I say easily because you never know that you're in some shit until you in some shit. Yeah. Kevin's
1: all out here thugging, bro. For <laughs> so long at that time. Y'all hurt Kevin, that's why I can say it. Kevin was stugging for a long time. <laughs> rags flying off. It's like, let me stop.
0: Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> so with that we're gonna close it out with saying that we hope everybody has a great and wonderful weekend if you're in the northeast bundle up because it is cold here on this side we're in the the southeast but it's still cold out here just bundle up and once again we want to go ahead and send prayers out to everybody affected by the california wildfires go to redcross.org slash donate to see how you can help out with that we're gonna close out the moody project episode eight with a message from our friends at the let's talk about the podcast thanks everybody
1: What's up, guys? This is your boy, John Privatero, one of the co hosts with Let's Talk About a Podcast. Make sure you guys go take a listen. Shout us out. You know, hit us up after the Moody Project. And then make sure you go download my album, Inside Out, by your boy, John Privatero, on Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, and everywhere else. Yeah.